Well, hello there. It's another weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Saturday. Well, it's another interesting. Every day is another day, of course. It is indeed. Um, not much happening with the Ukraine. You did mention a few things which I thought were interesting off the air. What did you uh, Oh, well, there was uh, a story that, about a battalion. I guess Russia's got some other war they've been fighting for nine years, and mm-hmm. they've held, they've had this position they've been hunkered down in for a long time, and now for no apparent reason, they're pulling back, and these, these defenders there are going, well, we've trained for all of this, but we don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, They're going, are we winning, or is this the, um, you know, is this just the beginning of something different they're getting ready to do? Wow. Redeploying the, the, the troops, or they're going to maybe drop something there and say, enough is enough. Now, you said they dropped some phosphorus yesterday? Yeah, yeah. There was, there were, in, I forget the city in, um, in the Ukraine, but they, they dropped phosphorus bombs. Wow. Which, you know, uh, those aren't good. No, no, they're, uh, no, no bomb is good, but uh, they no, do, but- they do terrible damage. And they, I guess they start uh, fires that are hard to put out. Uh, yeah, it, but, you know, they, I'm sure we've given those to the Ukraine, too. And see, that's the big thing. Putin knows that every win that the Ukraine touts, if they did have the win, mm-hmm. has, has come at the behest of us. We, you know, we're there. We got boots on the ground, advisors on the ground. Uh, we're helping. So yeah. we're in this war. Even uh, one of his uh, big military people said that uh, probably in the next weeks or so, you're going to see Russia you know, uh, deciding that they're going to use nukes on the Ukraine. Now, do you think that'll, uh, I mean, do you think that'll happen? Because, I mean, they're so close to Russia. You got to wonder whether it'll affect Russia if they drop nuclear bombs that close. Well, yeah, sure it would. I, I think it would because I am not, a, a you know, I, I am staunchly against yeah. nuclear weapons. I don't even believe in nuclear energy because... Of the lifespan of the rods that go into the reactors, right. where do we put all that stuff? It, it's not efficient the way they say it is. So, but either way, nobody wins in a nuclear war, but it is a deterrent, and it is your it's your doomsday we- weapon. It is your hell mary. In other words, ah oh, hell, we're losing this thing, or we're not going to win it, but we got to do something to say that we won it. Drop a nuke on it. Do you think that uh, they will ever come up with a use for spent nuclear rods? So that, I mean, right now that's the problem you just talked about. They stick them in mines. Uh, they, I guess they, they put them in the ocean in some areas. I mean, they don't know what to do with these things, but you, you would think that someone would come along and say, well, wait, we can take those spent rods that are no longer good for creating nuclear energy in a power plant, but we can make... Uh, batteries for cars out of them or something like that, you know? Well, there's actually work on something like that. And, you know, I was talking to my brother, I guess he called yesterday and Mm -hmm. he was talking about uh, fuel for, you know, everything. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, Jim, you don't understand. We, we don't produce anything because he was talking about the offshore oil rigs. You might remember a year ago, Joe mm-hmm. shut those down. We don't have them producing right. anymore. Right. The only oil that we actually produce in the United States is up in Alaska. And unlike being on Indian reservations, it is on Eskimo Inuit. land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the government cannot regulate or dictate 
uh, how they go. I got a, a nephew up there that is one of the, you know, foreman for one of the, uh, the companies up there. Yeah. And they can't pump the oil fast enough because it's the only place that you get oil. Yeah, he's cut everything on. Anwar, gone. It's uh, the, the Keystone Pipeline, gone. This guy, and not only that, friends, it goes back to what we talked about last week. The reserve that we had, that vast reserve of oil. It's gone. Yeah, we were saving that for an emergency, for our military possibly, in case we had a war. And he has sold that stuff to China. Yeah, and what you got to realize back in the 70s, you know, if you were around then, you you remember the odd even gas lines, the day Oh yeah, uh, it's I, Tuesday, I, I can get gas on Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> yes. and Saturday. Yes. The other days are for, you know, anybody else. Yep. And that was when you went and got gas, and they said, you know, we've only got a so many year supply of oil and we're done. Right. Well, it turns out that that was a lie and that all the oil was over in the Middle East. Well, it turns out we actually got right here on our soil the richest, you know, deposits of oil. In the world. Anywhere. Yeah, any, yeah. in the world. We can self-sustain for a long, 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 yes. did I say long time. And then we have coal, too, that, by the way, some 20 years ago, we started giving some of the rights to China. Of course, yes. And, and our technology to... You know, instead of going underground to strip mine it from the top and then, you know, resoil everything. But we've given everything. Does, does it away. make any sense to you that we would we would cut our own supply of of fuel and energy off and and rely and and purposely rely on foreign countries to keep us fueled? Well, there's got to be a long-term plan, and what that plan is, I don't know. Maybe the depopulation of uh, the United States and other parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is a group of people that think they own everything, and they want to bring us, the uh, the uncivil, the unwashed, unwashed masses, yes. Yeah, and they want to bring us under control and regulate the population. And so, in other words, we're servants of our masters. Yes, I said it. You know, we're all well, slaves. You know, you're not the only one who thinks that. Uh, I was listening to a, I have it right here, uh, RFK Jr., who, by the way, is is getting traction in the Democratic uh, Party, and he's starting to rise in the polls. And I, I would think that uh, Joe Biden and his people are got to kind of be a little nervous about RFK and where he's going to be. I heard somebody say if he goes five percentage points higher than he is right now, it will be mm -hmm. a done deal uh, and Biden will be will be out of the running. But here's RFK talking about Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum and how they're exploiting climate change for global governance. Listen. Climate issues and pollution issues are being exploited by, you know, the, the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all of these uh, big, you know, mega billionaires, the same way that COVID was exploited, uh, to use it as an excuse to clamp down top-down totalitarian controls on society and to, um, and then to give us engineering solutions. And if you look closely, as it turns out, the guys who are promoting those engineering solutions are the people who, who own the IPs, the patents for those solutions. Oh, it's a way, you know, it's, there, it's being used. They've given climate uh, chaos a bad name, you know, because 
people now see that it's just another crisis that's being used to strip mine the wealth of the poor and to, you know, to enrich billionaires. And, uh, you know, I, I, for 40 years, have had the same policy on climate and engineering. You can go check my speeches from the 1980s. And I've said the most important solution for environmental issues is not top-down controls. It's free market capitalism. I love what he says there. He says they're using it to strip mine the wealth of the poor. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Wow. Um, and they are. It, Bill Gates, uh, I think the guy is an evil guy. I, I, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no way getting around it. His ideas call for a smaller, a smaller uh, population. Yeah, they'll say footprint, but yeah, that means you and me got to go. Yeah, and our kids, and our grandkids. He's mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, I think I heard the figure of five hundred and fifty million total around the world. Well, think about it now. You know, uh, kind of ties into. You know, women talk about their rights and birth control. We talked about the big number yesterday and the percentages. Mm -hmm. You know, why would you? Because that's really just a a soft sell of murder, killing the population, the future population. So I think that gets into that, too. That's why, you know, you got the liberals and especially the, the oligarchs going, yeah, yeah, birth control is a right. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, because it gets them to their end game. Yeah. And that's you and me gone, you know, and, uh, you know, in, in a lot of what they preach is demasculinizing. Is there such a word? It's, uh, making men, no. it's making men less masculine and, 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 yeah. and, um, confusing our society in many, many ways. Uh, well, I, I think, uh, if you look at all of the issues out there and look deeper than the surface, you will find that they're being manipulated and being promoted by the same group of people, the deep, dark, sinister group that that lies underneath our society. Well, you know, and things they do are so uh, divisive. You know, they divide us. They are. Um, uh, you know, and, and they, they, they do it in a way that, oh, you know, we're going to take from this guy and give it to you. It's an entitlement. For instance, just this morning, a story came out uh, that a, uh, what is it, a Denver City Council member wants wide-owned businesses taxed extra and redistributed to black-owned They don't even hide their racism anymore. And it is reverse discrimination. It's reverse racism. You know, um, you talk about about, uh, giving preferential treatment to uh, different groups of people. They were promoting uh, banks having a higher, higher interest rate, penalizing you for having a good credit rating, meaning mm-hmm. if, you, if you've done the job and you've paid your bills, then you will have a higher interest rate charge to you if you go for a, a mortgage as opposed to some guy who's been a, right. sh- a shirker and is a, has a terrible credit rating. Yeah, I even saw a story yesterday about taxation where they were talking about cryptocurrency. Right. Now, you know, there's a thing, and it's hard to explain how it works, but you mine cryptocurrency. And basically, all you're really doing is coins are put out there that have value or low value, and you can mine for them. And when you hit it, you know, it's yours to keep. So one coin can give you $26,000. Well, it, it is a way of promoting cryptocurrency. So, you know, it's like, 
You know, every every 100th pair of shoes that we sell happens to be free. It's you not got a the tan- golden bear. It's not a tangible coin, right? It's a digital coin. It's a digital coin. So what does Biden want to do now? All right. Now, when you get digital currency, whether you buy it or you mined it, all right, mm-hmm. you paid to mine it. You paid for the electricity to mine it, you know, and when you get it, you pay taxes on it. All right. Biden wants to tax the electricity that you used to mine it, let wow. alone all the other. Isn't that double taxation? You already paid yeah. taxes on it. But this guy. You know, they don't care. You know. Oh, and speaking of taxes, it, just so you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, they're, they're sending out the alarm. We've got to increase the federal deficit. We cannot pay our bills as of June. Right. We will be out of money. That means all government programs, social programs, benefits, everything dies. Right. So they put, they, they've done their spending. They want to blame it on everybody else, but they're the ones that have done the spending. And now we got to foot the bill in taxes or we cannot sit there. You know, the money gets taken away. And yet you got Nancy flying around with privileges that should have left when she lost Speaker of the House you know, where she can use the private jets. I mean, just in the first three months, she spent $700,000 in fuel. There's your damn waste right there. Things like that. I think that the exemption to that is uh, social security. I think the government has uh, put in an exemption into that. Everything stops except for certain things like social security. I hope so. You know, now don't, don't leave it past to put it past Joe and his crinnies to say, well, we've got to tax it now. Now, some places I think you do get taxed for it, we, some you don't, but either way. We are um, we're in desperate times, but now the Democratic Party is starting to present Joe differently. For example, uh, Jill went over to England to the coronation with their granddaughter. I think mm-hmm. her name is Finnegan, Finnegan Biden, uh, and Joe stayed home. Joe stayed back at the ranch. I think he wanted to, to take a nap or something. But uh, uh, And England is not terribly happy that Joe didn't make an appearance at the coronation. That's a big deal for them. And, and well, it should be. Now, I have to tell you, I, I, I didn't get up at 5 o'clock to see it. But a lot of people that I know are very interested in what's going on over there. Yeah, you know what? I didn't make it up either. I was sleeping from... Uh, a night of boredom. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, another thing that RFK said, and I thought it was really interesting, was about the uh, the CIA. The CIA. Listen to this. By getting the CIA involved in you know assassinations and fixing elections and all, yeah, the CIA has been involved now in fixing about it in in coup d'etats or attempted coup d'etats in about a third of the countries in the world, most of them democracy. So our national policy as a country is to promote democracy. The CIA's policy has been the opposite. Our national policy is to promote democracy. The CIA's policy is just the opposite, he says. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and he said that they're big into uh, uh, into assassinations. He, he continued, he said, uh, very early on, Alan Dulles, you've, I'm sure you heard of him, uh, he was a former CIA director, he corrupted the purpose of the CIA by getting it involved in assassinations and fixing elections. 
the CIA has been involved in coup d'etats in a third of the countries in the world. He rounded up his thoughts by saying, our national policy as a country is to promote democracy. The CIA's policy is just the opposite. He would know about assassinations uh, because uh, there's a lot of people who believe that his father uh, was assassinated by somebody uh, a little deeper than Sirhan Sirhan. And there's a big uh, rule, a big group of people who believe that John F. Kennedy was a victim of... uh, CIA assassination, uh, uh, CIA assassination attempt too. So, um, yeah, you I, know there was actually uh, there was fodder. Now you know I I was a wee little. Kid of course when, you were. Yes, you were. When Kennedy was assassinated, yeah. but I also remember my dad, who's you know not the most politically inclined, but he knew everything about that assassination, and you know he, he just sat there. He he laid it all out one time and I was like, Oh, wow. You know? So if I, uh, were JFK jr. I mean, I know it's in the back of his mind. He knows what I'm talking about too. That goes back to, you know, family deals and ties that they're forever ties. And so he's going to have a target. He, uh, him. let me, let me go way, way back. His great, his great, great grandfather, was uh they called him Honey Fitz and mm-hmm. he was a bootlegger. Right. He and he ended up being the guy I believe who got all of the rights uh to to every bottle of scotch that came into the country. Mm-hmm. And he made multi multi millions of dollars. They still make money I believe on scotch, the Kennedy family. Um and then there was Joe Kennedy, the the his grandfather, right? right? Joe Kennedy uh, was he was in the movie companies. He was a part owner, I believe, in one of the major studios. I forgot which one, uh, but one of the big studios in Hollywood. Uh, he also was uh, a guy who had connections with uh, shady characters like Sam Giancana in Chicago, who was a mafia uh, kingpin mm-hmm. back in the fifties and sixties. And supposedly, he, Sam Giancana, was uh, instrumental in bringing the Illinois and specifically the Chicago vote to JFK when maybe it shouldn't have gone to JFK, if you know what I mean. There was a little bit of uh, manipulation involved. Shenanigans. Yeah, and if he didn't have Illinois and Chicago then JFK wouldn't be president. It would have been Richard Nixon in 1960. That being said, they thought when he got in, they had somebody in the White House who was going to be um, somebody they could talk to, influence, you know? He mm-hmm. immediately, JFK, as soon as he got into office, they announced this plan to go after corruption and crime in the United, United States. Then he appoints his brother to be the attorney general, Robert F. Kennedy, the father of RFK Jr., to be mm-hmm. the attorney general. And he comes out and he says specifically he's going after La Casa Nostra. He's going after the mob. And they didn't like it. They figured this was a guy who was in office because they got him into office. And now he was coming after them. And then yeah. the, the rest of the story is what we talked about, assassinations, things like that. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I'm for everything that, um, you know, John F. Kennedy Jr. is for. I think you mean RFK. RFK, yeah. yeah. Robert, yeah. Anyway, I I get all the Kennedys confused. but The initials. um, Yeah, the initials. Uh, Anyway, I'm not for everything he's for. There are things that he's pro that I'm against. But some of the things that he's pro could be corrected. Like, you know, I don't know that the government needs to be involved in a lot of different issues that should be maybe state issues or things of that nature. You're absolutely correct. You heard him say, and I thought it was interesting. Glad you brought this up. He said, I have a history, 40 years of certain beliefs about, for example, climate. But he says, I believe that it shouldn't be from the top down, meaning from the government. They, should, they shouldn't be sending edicts down that you have to do this and you have to do this. Right. He said it, has to, it, should, be, uh, it should be capital driven. It should be uh, driven by uh, free market. Do you know? The economy should create opportunities for a better uh, climate, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, you know, you've got that. You've got uh, gun control. You've got birth control. These are all issues that, you know, it's not a my way or the highway issue. None of them are. But they are issues that need to be, you know, brought onto the table and, and resolved in a way that uh, is acceptable to right. all. There has to be neutral ground. It can't be one way or the other because we are responsible for our own actions. Well, he's picking up traction. People are starting to look at RFK Jr. and take him seriously, even with his spasmodic dysphoria, whatever he has. Well, in that speech right there, he actually didn't sound that bad. It sounds like the more he uses his his pipes, you know, it's getting smoother. It'll never totally go away, but, and there might be something that somebody can do, but he's got to get to the election uh, or the nomination, win that, and then he would have to go beyond that, and that's when it's going to get tricky. Well, uh, he is—he's an interesting uh, choice. I—I—I'm I, still very much for Trump, and people yeah, me too. You know, because Trump stands for just everything he stands for. I believe in. I think the fix is in on Trump, though. But if Trump survives it all, then. Mm. He will run away, but they, I mean, this, this is, they're ganging up on him in every way that they can. They ganged up on him, Bill, in 2020, and it wasn't, it wasn't Biden doing it. Here's the thing that scares, scares me. It wasn't Biden and Mm. the people on the surface that got Biden into office. It was a, a large group of people that we don't know, we didn't vote for who are below the surface, who have a lot of money, I mean, more money than Trump, and they swung the election. And they're still out there. But you know who we haven't heard from recently, and, you know, and Kennedy as as well, but seems to have connections with those people that are below the surface, and evil things happen, and her name is Hillary. She is... She's in the background. She is a very, uh, she's a very, um, they're plotting on this one. Yeah. You gotta be careful. She's a very corrupt and, uh, manipulating person. Okay. Let me put it to you that way. I believe. Uh, and I think she's smart enough to be sitting on the side sidelines. She doesn't want to burn her herself out this time around because if she starts too early, 
then she'll burn out too early. She'll let them all throw rocks at each other and, and beat each other up. And then down the road, I think you're going to see her slide into, into position and again run for office. She's not. Well, she's going to do it. Yeah. Now, would, if Kennedy, you know, gets in the saddle or close to it, mm-hmm. is she going to slide in and, and burn it up for uh, him? You know, in other words, uh, is she going to suck is, the air out of the room? She is a very, she's a very divisive, polarizing person. So right. she's going to have her crowd that's going to go to her and she's going to sing all the issues that will keep them there. And it will be enough to divide them, not enough to win, but yeah. enough to divide that party. You know, uh, a lot of people who would have who would vote for RFK Jr. would probably vote for Hillary too. They'll be there'll be a a, a, a lot of uh, turmoil on the on the left. I think if she gets into office, yeah. I I don't see her. I do well, think her poll- ego. See, this is this would be her last shot, Bill. Yeah. This is it. This is like if she runs again, it's either now or never because she's going. She's too old. I mean, she'll be in her eighties if she doesn't go now. I think she's yeah. seventy six. Uh, so, so she'd be she, a one termer. But yeah. you know, now now what would be interesting is let's just say she gets the nomination to run as vice president. She's not going to wait four years to get in as president. You know, it's just one of those unfortunate situations that would happen to her, you know, next in line. I can't see her. She cannot, she cannot even get near that white house. I can't see her uh, accepting a vice presidency. I think it's way below her right now. That would be like uh, out of the question. Well, no, I'm saying she would use it as, as a stepping stone. And then once there, yeah, don't drink, don't, don't drink out of that glass. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, that plane, uh, the engines have to be inspected every uh, 100 hours. I think it's got 100 hours and 10 seconds on it. Uh, I don't know if I'd get on it. Uh, Got a loose nut in there. And, uh, (laughs) yes, there's a line there, but I won't say it. Um, Alejandro Mayorkas was down at the border yesterday, and he said this. The border is not open. It has not been open, and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. Unbelievable. This guy, he has no problem. He had no problem standing up in front of any camera anywhere and saying that line, even though everybody, everybody who's paying attention knows that it's nonsense. Yeah, it's baloney. Well, uh, that's what they do. They 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 are the uh, baloney sandwich makers of the world. Have and, you seen the line of people, Bill? That are yeah, the sea of people that are waiting to come across the border. There are tens of thousands of people just just waiting around till Title Forty Two ends, and off they will come right into our country. And you know, our government had the audacity to say that we brought fifteen hundred active duty. Uh, servicemen down to the border to process the people. That's what they brought them down for, not to protect Paper the processors, border. and they can't do, they, you know, that's not enough people to do a half million or a million or more. No. Maybe it's going to be a few less, but either way, that is a major shift in our population, a major increase. Oh, 
gosh, Bill. And th- these are non-income earners, non-taxpayers, but they will be dependent on us. So they are, and I don't want to sit there and say anybody is a burden or a drain, but I got to say it. They're going to be a burden and a drain. What are they bringing to the table? They're not fleeing legally anything that, um, you know, that we can address because we're not, we're, we're not prepared to address it. So an interesting thing down in, uh, in El Salvador, a report came out of El Salvador yesterday, small little country in Central America, and uh, the leader there, the president there, is, his name is Bukali or Bukeli, and mm-hmm. uh, he is a smart guy, articulate, but he, the uh, was it uh, MK13? Is that the group that? Um, M13 and the the the, yeah. the terrorist group. I can't. I get my. You talk about being confused with the. Uh, They're with just letters. a bunch of bad people. M13. We'll it, the, the I guess. Guys, I guess they're know. called M13. Uh, the terrorists that brutalize the people that are around them and and uh, are corrupt to the core. Uh, well, anyway, he got tired of their presence in El Salvador. They would do something. They would. You know, when someone in their group would be killed, they would build a, a nice monument in the cemetery to that person who was killed, the M13 gang member, and uh, then they would they would go by on occasion and have parties in the cemetery, close off the cemetery to people who have other, you know other people who have relatives buried there, and they would do things like if you want to go into the cemetery, you're going to have to pay us some money. You're going to have to pay us some money. They would extort people who were going to see their relatives, good people, who were buried in the same cemetery as the M13 guy. So he sent in some people with sledgehammers. This is the president of uh, of El Salvador, and he had them destroy the monuments of the M13 members who were buried there because right. they, they didn't want to have any uh, ref- anything there that would uh, point to an M13 member. So, and they literally went in there with sledgehammers and destroyed the uh, the cemeteries, the, the, these markers for these M13 gang members. But the figure that got me in the report that I saw was that as much as they control El Salvador, they're far bigger M13 in the United States and, yeah. and growing by the day, which says to me that a lot of those people that are lined up to cross the border M13 or some other terrorist group. Or some other cartel, yep. Yeah. And, and we, uh, maybe, you know, you heard President Trump say a lot of them are coming from prisons in Venezuela. You know, they're set up shop uh, in the United States. I mean, they, I, I believe it's uh, Montana, there's uh, in Denver, they, they the you know, cartel, the drug rings are headquartered here now. So they're operating right out of the United States and, you know, strategic locations for, Shipping, trucking, because, you know, that's what you need to do. You want to sit there and build a business. You got to have good trucking routes. Mm-hmm. And let's let's face it, drugs, even, even if they're illegal, is a business. Now, I remember that they used to sit there and look for the fast cigarette boats or the, the cartel would make the little right. mini submarines and bring the stuff in and they'd get them in the waters, you know, and then yep. you'd have the runner cars that would get pulled over. Well, hell, you know, now it's, it's out in the open. The truck that passes you on the interstate could be uh, owned by the cartel. They might have some legitimate freight, and the rest is all illegal drugs. It could kill your son or daughter. Unbelievable. And this guy in Washington and his administration isn't just 
turning their back on it. They're encouraging it. They're waving. Well, they make money off of it. They're waving them through. You know, I came across uh, an audio clip. Mm-hmm. Laura Logan posted it on her Twitter site, uh-huh. uh, and I, I, it was mind-boggling. It was from January 2nd of 2013. The report is from NBC. All right. And uh, I'll let it run, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. And some serious allegations this morning facing the State Department. That's right. According to internal State Department memos, the agency might have called off or intervened an investigation into possibly illegal and inappropriate behavior within its ranks, allegedly to protect jobs and avoid scandals. This concerns the time that Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. We want to get right to NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Chuck Todd with the latest. Chuck, good morning to you. Good morning, Savannah. You know, there's an old saying in Washington that the cover-up is worse than the crime. But in this case, both parts of it are disturbing. Allegations of prostitution and pedophilia and allegations that those crimes were somehow covered up or not looked into. So the State Department this morning is having to respond to those claims and those investigations uh, of misconduct by State Department officials, including by an ambassador and security agents attached to then-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. And the allegations are that these investigations were whitewashed, quashed altogether, and that those orders came from high up. NBC News has obtained documents related to ongoing investigations into some disturbing allegations involving State Department personnel and at least one ambassador. A State Department memo says the ambassador, quote, routinely ditched his protective security detail in order to solicit sexual favors from both prostitutes and minor children. The memo also says a top State Department official directed department investigators to, quote, cease the investigation into the ambassador's conduct. It's just one of what another document describes as, quote, several examples of undue influence from top state officials. On Monday, a State Department spokesperson not confirm specific investigations. I'm not going to talk about specific cases. And that State Department spokesperson you just heard at the end there was Jen Psaki, who later went on to the White House. And now where does she work? I am SNBC. That's exactly right. She works for the same company that put that piece together that you just heard. But that piece was done in January of 2013, 10 years ago. Think of how far the pendulum has swung When it comes to reporting the news and Laura Logan, she just put one line this morning, whatever happened to this, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, with a question mark, meaning this story, why wasn't this story big? It's because people like Jen Psaki buried it. And who was the secretary of state back then? It was Hillary Rodham Clinton. Well, you know, she's, she's, um, She's the cleanup girl for Hillary. That was, was that was ten years ago, right? Ten years yeah. ago, the media was was uh, even Chuck Todd was kind of surprised that that this pedophile ring might be uh, working out of the the State Department of all places, right? Now let's cut to just a little while ago, right. Marjorie Taylor Greene on sixty Minutes talking to Leslie Stahl. She says that are over the top like the Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. 
you hear the very end? That very end wasn't wow. it wasn't me. That wasn't Bill. Wow. That was Leslie Stahl going. That was a planned yeah. wow. She did that because that is to sit there and make you go, oh, did you hear that? Yeah, she's sitting there saying that this woman is bat crazy. Yeah. You know, well, that that's what that wow. That's means. exactly right. But what's interesting is that 10 years ago, the media would have been mortified at a story like that. My God, pedophiles in, in, in government and, oh, that's terrible. And they would have had a report and they would have been shocked. And, oh, and then 60 Minutes a month ago runs that that story there about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Marjorie Taylor Greene says what a lot of people believe, that uh, a lot of uh, the, the whole pedophilia thing is being promoted by the left. And Leslie Stahl, she poo-poos it like like she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I poo-poo the left because, <laughs> wow, I can't believe that they are sitting there. They are that brazen to sell this crap. What's in it for them? Are they that blind or are they that well paid off or promised something that we don't know about? And I would hate to think that they are promised, uh, you know, that they're going to be czars in the uh, new world order because guess what? Like a, uh, like a James Bond movie, you know, Dr. No is not going to give away his empire to you to help him. He's going to let you help him. And then he's going to stab you in the back. Well, uh, there's a lot more going on in the swamp than what you and I know about. You know, if you're a, a person who leans to the left, and you're listening to this program first. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being here. But uh, they want to divide us. I'm talking about the deep state wants to divide yeah. you and I. And believe me, that's not a conspiracy theory. There is a deep state. There, It's out yeah. there. I mean, even when you have RFK talking about it this morning, RFK Jr. says the deep state, it's out there. Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum and people like that with their own agendas. That is the deep state or part of it. And um, they want to see you and I going at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Because and of, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and they're all seeing and they're all knowing because we live in a society where everything is connected electronically. Yeah. And uh, right now, you listening to this, well, you might they might be hearing you in the background with this playing in the background. And when the kid comes in, uh, you know, going, I'm hungry, they hear that too. They know everything that is going on your li- in your life at every second. And if you don't believe me, then you haven't kept up with the AI world, which now, thank you. Think about Kamala's this. in charge of. 20 years ago, if someone said, I'm going to put a microphone in your home, is that okay? We, we would have said, get the heck out of our, get out of here. He would have thrown someone, yeah. I'm going to put a microphone in your home. Now we pay for him. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Nixon got impeached over that, having a microphone recording his conversations. Yep. Well, he clipped things out. Well, you know what? I see the same, same thing going on now with our leaders, and they use it against us. They use everything against you. And oh, look, you don't think you don't bat an eye. Look at what just happened with Media Matters and Tucker Carlson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided uh, it wasn't just good enough to to remove him from his show and fire him from Fox. No, no, that was that wasn't good enough because he left looking strong. No, what they they want to do is they want to destroy him personally, and they want to destroy his character and his reputation. So they released clips clips of conversations that was supposed to be private 
off the air between a makeup person and Tucker. Fortunately, everything they released was actually uh, <laughs> promotional, and it made him look like a, a nicer guy, a more normal, reasonable guy, and it backfired on Media Matters. But that wasn't their intent. Their intent was to ruin him. Mm-hmm. This, this is interesting. I have a clip. Uh, Tucker Carlson made a video appearance on Thursday at CPAC Hungry. Oh, standing ovation. And, well, he it was a video appearance, but he recorded it just before he got fired from Fox. Mm. And uh, here's how it went. Greetings to CPAC Hungary. It's all you Americans in the audience. You are very brave. You have wound it up on one of Samantha Power's lists. The State Department is keeping track. You went to a forbidden country. I wish I was there in Budapest. If I ever get fired have some time and can leave i will be there with you but in the meantime godspeed we are thinking of you and cheering you on tell me that wasn't prophetic if i ever get fired <laughs> you know i i mentioned uh, standing ovation what i was referring to is he spoke at the oxford performing arts center in alabama oh yeah i, I believe it was that. last night yeah big that. standing ovation so you know everything they're doing to try to kill this guy is making him stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, now, if somebody wanted to have a, a potential political contender, mm-hmm. they're making this guy one. Well, that's true. And, he, you know, he doesn't need the money, Bill. As we mentioned earlier this week, he is part of the Swanson Foods family. He, yeah. I think on his mother's side. So it's not like he needed the job at Fox. Uh that being said, I also mentioned this week that he was offered a $100 million five-year contract, guaranteed. Whatever he wanted, he could do. He could be the president of the of the company. It's a new company. He would be a board member. He mm-hmm. he would be set up, and I, I, I guess it was called, was it Valumation or something like that, the new company? It would have been a brand-new network that would be coming online. Yeah, it was value. The value was in yeah. the name. I had, and it, I, it slips me what it was. And people say $100 million. That's, that seems ridiculous, but they'd make their money back in no time. If they brought Tucker on, if, if mm-hmm. they could get him on the air and do a, do a program. And I do think that what they would probably do is they would probably buy an existing network of some of some kind, something that already has a bit of a track record. And well, uh, As long as it's got the infrastructure to get out. You know, yeah. if it's if it's... If it's well placed in in several markets, yeah, it could do it. Actually, uh, the guy that has the network that, but he wants to buy, is I think it's the guy from. Um, he's of Asian descent. Uh, actually, he's gay, but he wants to. He's got the most television-owned stations, and he's actually the biggest network in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I forget we talked about him a week ago. The it slips that, me. That's okay. Um, but he's not going to buy. You know, he's not going to buy a network for Tucker. But I'm just saying, you got Fox. It could be swinging in the wind. You got a lot of them out there. That you know, could be else has a lot of wind. money. The guys who own, have a lot of money, believe it or not, the guys who own OAN. OAN yeah. is another news network. It's already in existence. It has. Uh, it doesn't have the, have the distribution of Fox or Newsmax because it's been squelched by. Uh, the cable companies. The cable companies have purposely removed OAN from their lineup. Right. And so OAN basically is a streaming network, but the guy who owns it has a lot of money, I understand, and he offered Tucker a job on OAN. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I don't think Tucker needs to go that far back, you know, to a, but who knows if they give him a part ownership of the network or something like that, it may be a game changer. And I think he's in a position where people will, will look for him. If he was, if he goes on the air at eight o'clock or nine o'clock every night again, uh, people will find him. And if, if they have to, they'll subscribe to him. It'll be a good deal. Well, the problem they, that you have with an OAN or any of the cable networks is that they are distributed by cable companies. Now, if somebody would uh, invent a protocol to where you don't need a cable provider, you can go and get anybody that sets up a network out there. You know, you can get their, their stream and information by yourself, you know, and piggyback off of somebody else. The, you know, then that would be something. It's kind of like free, free air broadcasting. Well, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, what? Who know? With with technology being what it is, with technology changing by by the day, uh, who knows where things are going to be? Even three or four years from now, uh, right. we have just about done it, my friend, for our weekend update. Uh, it was interesting. A lot of things going on. Time flies. Yeah, I do think that uh, during the coming week, we got to look forward to the uh, Title Forty Two disappearing. But of course, rest assured, the border is not open. It has not been open and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. Oy. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better, Mr. Mayorkas. Subsequent. <laughs> subsequent to May 11th. Yeah. He, which he, is next Thursday. He is a, a, a joke. He's not just a joke. Because a joke is something you laugh at. He is, he's evil. He's, yeah. he's damaging our country, as is Joe Biden. And mm -hmm. Joe Biden, he'll tell you he's helping America on nonsense. This doesn't help America. By the way, oh, go ahead. It doesn't help the immigrants coming across oh. the border either because they, many of them will come across in servitude to cartels and things like that. This is not good for the people coming across. Don't think for one second if you hear somebody say, well, we need the workers and it really is good for our country to welcome these people. No, they come with nothing. They come many times in debt to the cartels and the, and the bad elements on the other side. This is not something which is uh, uh, something you should be applauding. This is a uh, uh, hurtful on both ends of this of the stick, on our side and their side. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Well, I think I've just about done it for uh, for my yeah. Rent. I think for a Saturday and a weekend update, we've done it. I was just going to say. To uh, Megan Kelly for having the line of the week when she shamed the U.S. Navy's uh, drag queen recruiter by saying that's somebody that uh, anyone would not want in the foxhole with them. And I thought, yeah, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't want him in the foxhole with me either. Also, I wanted to point out that uh, if you are listening to us from wherever you are around the world, if you would do us a favor, I'd really appreciate it. If you could uh, take a moment and send us an email. Mail yeah. at itsanotherday.com. Again, that's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. And we got 833-538-7868. Now, you know, mm -hmm. if you send us a mail, just say who you are. You don't even have to say your name, you know, but if you want to go Bob uh, and uh, you're listening from some city in uh, Sweden or something, yes. wherever you are, just do that. Uh, and, you know, you can do that on a phone call, too. Lisa, Boise, Idaho, listening uh, when you call at uh, 833-538-7868. Well, then, you know, it, um, 
it backs up what we see on right. the analytics, and maybe we can use those too in the promos and whatnot, uh, right. which we really don't self-promote that much. But everyone goes, yeah, yeah, really, I'll promote your show more. Okay, I, we we hear you. We'll try. Hey, have a great remainder of your weekend, and uh, with a little bit of luck, we'll see you all again on Monday. And you know, news happens when we turn off our microphones, so get ready for. And remember, when news breaks, we fix it. <laughs> well, speak. I don't. I I misplaced my toolbox to fix stuff. <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. See you.